Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin, and I, probably like you, am shaking my head once again. After the Hamilton Tiger Cats, in search of their, what seems to be, a very elusive three-game winning streak, go into Regina and lose against the Rough Riders 18-13. to We have some things to talk about tonight. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Colin, we can have a discussion about this football team and, and where we think they stand after tonight's performance. You can email me your thoughts and some email already coming in, rick at 900chml.com. Or you can voice your opinion and uh, probably your displeasure on Twitter at Rick Samprin or at AM900CHML. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Hello to all our fans uh, watching and tuning in on Facebook. We will vote for a player of the game. I have my vote, and I'll tell you who it is and why I think that person deserves the honor. Fifth quarter fan of the night will be anointed when we wrap up at 1 a.m. this morning. And we also have our fifth quarter trivia challenge question tonight. And here it is. After Mercer Timmis ran for 133 yards in week two and Sean Thomas Erlington rushed for 92 yards last week, the Ticats became only the second team in the last 26 years to have two Canadian players run for at least 90 yards in a game in the same season. What was the only other team to do it in the last 26 years? So the Ticats were one. What's the other team to have two Canadians post at least 90 yards rushing in a game in the same season? A. Edmonton. B, Calgary, C, Toronto, or D, Saskatchewan. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address, or you can tweet us. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Anthony is first off the hop with an email. The subject line says it all. Why? Although it's with an exclamation point and not a question mark. But I understand. Why? But he asks, Rick, why do the Ticats do this to us? There's been as many lead changes as rider QB changes. Consistent inconsistencies. If I can talk, that'd be great. Consistent inconsistencies. And where in the world is Deron Carter is probably the best way to describe this game. Few gaffes with the INT and fumble recovery seems the continuity from the last two games missing tonight. Banks and Masoli, co-players of the game. That email from Anthony. Well, I'll respond to some of the points that he made. Yeah, I mean, this was a game where I don't think neither team really wanted to win. I know they were trying. And there were a host of lead changes, I think five or six in all in the football game. Deron Carter playing only defense. I mean, we could probably do an hour show just on that. I'm not sure what Chris Jones is doing. Yeah, they have weapons on offense, but I think their best weapon is not even playing on the offensive side of the ball. The quarterback situation in Saskatchewan is a disaster. I mean, Zach Caleros gets hurt, and Brandon Bridge and David Watford, I, I know they're trying, but they're just not, not efficient enough and not consistent enough. And Anthony brings up a great point. The continuity from the last two games that we saw against Winnipeg and against Edmonton was not there tonight. There was um, flashes. There was spurts of some offensive production tonight by the Tiger Cats. And I thought they played a heck of a game on defense. And special teams, at least in the kicking game, I thought they were really good. That return game needs some work. This Tiger Cats team goes into Regina after two impressive wins against the Bombers and the Eskimos. And they should have won tonight. If you read my blog today at 900CHML.com, I laid out why they should have won. And they should have won. These are the kinds of games where the Ticats have to win if they want to win the East. You don't go to Regina, 
who got blown or uh, who faced a Montreal team who got blown out the week before, lose to the Alouettes, and you lose to the Riders with their backup quarterback who's not even playing well and their third stringer who's even playing worse? I don't get it. And is it because they're going into the bye week and looking ahead to their vacation? I hope not. Ticats have a week off. They'll play on July 19th against these Rough Riders, and they better pay them back. You know what I mean. All right, let's go to the phones here at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We will start off the top of the deck, and Dave is called into the program. Hey, Dave, good morning. How are you? I uh, hope there's no more West Thursday games, put it that way. Uh, I think uh, this is the last one. Thank goodness. Um, yeah, they better pay them back. I think a uh, big problem was not they didn't score when they were in the, in the red zone. Um, that would have made a difference. Of course, there was that turnover that made a difference. Um, I think that uh, Carter did interfere with Branks on the goal line. Uh, they didn't. I don't know why he didn't challenge that, but it was a call that you know it could have been could have went our way, but it's said and done. Um, yeah, it's frustrating. Um, I think we uh, we lost the battle of field position tonight for sure. Definitely, the return game has to improve. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I'm disappointed myself, but I, in, a, in a way, I think uh, they may have been tired uh, at this point. They had, they had some, you know, they played uh, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg. They're strong teams. They may have just ran out of gas this week. It's possible. But however, that being said, if you look at the statistics, Saskatchewan really had no business winning that game. No, not at all. Totally. It was just one of those things. Like any given Sunday, you know, things line up the other team uh tiger cats uh didn't play one of their better games tonight i agree 100 percent there uh answer to your question with with the running backs i'm going to guess calgary and i'm going to say uh my player of the game only because he got got the record was mazzoli and that that's uh mine and i really want them to uh rest up this week and come back and beat the you know what out of the riders next week the week after we shall I really see. Think this, I really think man for man, these two teams are really isn't a comparison. I completely agree with you, Dave. Appreciate the call. Thanks for uh, naming your uh, player of the game, uh, Jeremiah Masoli. Not my player of the game tonight. Yeah, he tied the CFL record with his ninth consecutive 300-plus passing yard game, um, but in the end made at least two too many mistakes uh, with those two big turnovers. Now, you got to give credit to the other team, too. Charleston Hughes made a heck of a play, and Hughes is my player of the game because without that play, I mean, this is probably a blowout. But the Riders got a lot of energy from that fumble recovery and that touchdown uh, return by Hughes. And because of that, not only is he my player of the game, I thought this Riders team uh, began to believe in themselves because the offense wasn't doing anything. And I think... Uh, you know, the players kind of thought, you know, our defense is playing great. We're still kind of in this thing. We're holding the Ticats at bay offensively, and this is the number one offense in the league. So I think Charleston Hughes deserves a lot of credit, but Jeremiah Masoli, to me, those two big mistakes. Um, the fumble was a six-point play because they missed the extra point, and uh, the interception turned into a field goal. So there's nine points. They lost by five. Uh, I really can't give my player of the game to Jeremiah Masoli. I do want to give it to a Tiger cap, but tonight I think Charleston Hughes deserves uh, the player of the game. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Let's go to a couple of tweets. And uh, this one from Scott, good football teams don't lose games like that. Cats need to clean it up. And he's absolutely right. How many times has this Ticats team, and I think it comes down to expectations, how many times have they won a game or won a couple of games in this instance against good football teams? We saw it against Winnipeg. We saw it against Edmonton. And you're expecting that momentum, that role, that winning streak to continue and... They play like they did tonight. Underwhelming, I think, as a whole. Defense played good. Special teams was okay, at least in the kicking game. 
offensively, yeah, they had some good plays here and there, but as a whole, I was underwhelmed tonight. Hey, whenever you score 13 points in a game, how can you not feel underwhelmed? Back to the phones we go, and Mark is on the line. Mark, good morning. Thanks for calling the fifth quarter. Hey, Rick. How's it going, buddy? I'm okay. How about you? Well, I've been better, I guess. Uh, You know, these games uh, just kind of sucks when you're sitting here watching and they have the lead for the most of the game and then blow it at the last five minutes and you know what i think we're still going to be okay though so what makes you think that why is this tie cats team going to be okay well we played four games against the west uh now we got a week off we come back we're gonna uh hopefully smoke saskatchewan back home and then maybe we get a couple of uh easy easter east games no, that's a possibility, and you know what? This the, we shouldn't be, uh, you know, throwing in the towel. This team is two and two. They played some great football over the last couple of weeks. Tonight was just one of those stinker type of football games that they'd probably love to have back. Exactly, you know. And uh, as a Ticat fan for nearly forty years, I've seen lots of them, and you know, Mazzoli's kind of still up in the air. I don't know, man, about him, but you know, he's got the record, and it's just uh, one of those games, you know. Who's your uh, player of the game tonight? I have to give it to Brandon Banks. Uh, he made some good catches, and I don't know, maybe Tasker even. Hey, Banks is a good pick. Uh, you know, seven catches tonight, 113 receiving yards. Uh, you know, an offensive weapon that really came to light last year under June Jones, and I think he's just continuing to flourish this year. He's a guy that the Ticats can count upon uh, throughout this season for big plays. I hope so. Mark, thanks for the call, and hey. uh, enjoy the day. Hey, thank you. You too. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. And Mark made a good point about still humming and hawing over Jeremiah Masoli. And, um, you know, I wrote earlier this week in one of my blogs whether Masoli should be considered an elite quarterback. And I think the word elite has to be reserved for guys who win the big one. And Masoli hasn't yet had an opportunity to win that big one. And I'm talking about the Grey Cup. And that doesn't mean if you don't win the Grey Cup, you're not an elite level player. Because there are guys that just don't have that opportunity. And they're superstar type players. You know, Dan Marino is a great example. I'm a huge fan of him. But he never had the opportunity to hoist that trophy. Yeah, he went to a Super Bowl once, but didn't get to win. There's been... Uh, some amazing CFL players who've never even gone to a Grey Cup championship game because, of, well, various circumstances. For me, Masoli's got to win that big game. Whether it's a Grey Cup championship or an East Division title, and and do so in a fashion that makes us all, I think at the same time, say, you know, this team won because of him. And you know what? When he started... Last season for Zach Caleros, he had to win me over. I was not convinced. And towards the end of the season, and then at the start of the season, I can I can say he's won me over. I think he deserves to be the man here in Hamilton. And regardless of the you know the the nine consecutive three hundred yard passing games, which is very impressive, I think he has the tools in him to be a consistently good starter in this league. I wouldn't have said that a year ago. Because we just didn't see it. Manny on Twitter writes, talk about 300-yard records all you want. No, win is what matters. Offense terrible tonight. Inside the 10 twice with no TDs. Gave up a TD. Missed field goal. And can we please get a return game? Starting inside 20, every drive is asking too much. Still got two wins before July. And listen, you know, being 2-2 two and two, I think is okay. You know, under the circumstances, yeah, this team should be 3-1, and one, the way they played over the last number of weeks. But at the start of the year, we were all thinking, man, this team's going to be 0-5 or 1-6. But 2-2, two and two, hey, we'll take it. They got to play better than they did tonight going forward, that's for sure. 
We're going to take a quick break. Still on the line, Jeff, Brad, Anthony, Dave, we're going to get to you in a matter of seconds. We will respond to some of our Facebook Live uh, questions and queries and comments as well. And, of course, email and Twitter. If you want to call into the show, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. And don't forget to subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Past episodes online at 900chml.com. More of the Fifth Quarter coming at you next on 900chml. You know what? It's 12.15 in the morning here, and uh, we got four people on the line. So I know we have a bunch of emails and tweets and Facebook comments to get to, but let's get these people to bed already. They probably got to go to work later on this morning, as do I. Uh, so let's let's concentrate on the phone lines for the uh, next few minutes at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell as we reflect on uh, tonight's, or I guess last night's, uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders 18-13 win over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Both teams now 2-2. Two and two. Cats now on their bye week. And, uh, man, what, I mean, if you're a Tiger Cats player and a coach and especially a fan, now you have a couple of weeks to mull over this game. Uh, it's not a good feeling. Anthony's on the line. Anthony, thanks for calling the fifth quarter. How are you? Not bad. How about yourself, Rick? Uh, you know, I could be better. You know what, Rick? All, all bullshit aside, okay, he could throw for 400 yards, okay? Bottom line, we never got the win, okay? he he. We had possession of the ball twice inside the 20. We never came up with a touchdown. We came away with six points, okay? Turned over the ball on that one series and gave him the six points, okay? I'm not saying... I'm not saying, but you know what? He's got to start hearing whispers that we do have Mandel on the bench. Okay? I still say they didn't bring him here to, to sit on the bench. I know people don't want to hear it, but you know what? You should have threw, threw, threw him in in the fourth quarter. He, he, wasn't, he was moving the ball, but we weren't getting touchdowns. So how well, confident are you right now that Manziel would have done better tonight or, or even in the fourth quarter? I think he would have done a lot better. But what makes you think he that? Because we haven't we haven't seen him since the preseason. Rick, Rick, in the start of the third quarter, we did not get a touchdown. We came up with three points in the whole second half. You're right. not going to win. You're not going to win games like that. I'm sorry. No, I agree with you, but I'm I'm not I'm not sold on Manziel outperforming Masoli at this point. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I said you should give him a chance. I'm not saying the, see what he can do. Like he's throwing, he's throwing to to Banks. He's throwing, yeah, they're all getting a hundred yards. But bottom line, we're not getting TDs. Why didn't Why didn't the coach throw that challenge on that uh, Banks touchdown? I thought that was interference. Well, apparently, because it is uh, or was a possible scoring play, it was automatically reviewed, and apparently the league said no, it wasn't a touchdown. Okay, but I'm not. Uh, I'm the same. Should have. Possible to put him in the start of the fourth quarter, see if he could do something. Like we, a whole second half, you're playing a, a team with two two second string quarterbacks. The defense played amazing tonight. Yeah, you know what? I think we're on the same page that the Ticats should have won tonight because the offense didn't score enough points. You can't score no. 13 points and expect to win. You know, whole second half, uh, third quarter and fourth quarter, three points. You could for, you could throw for 500 yards. Bottom line, we're not. We didn't win the game. I'm not saying that you uh, get rid of uh, of uh, Mazzoli, but he should have tried to put to spark it a little bit more. I don't know. And then we get away from the running game. It worked in the first quarter. We got over almost 100 yards. Got 49 yards in the first drive. I mean, that run game was impressive well, in, the, in the, at no, the start of this game. Then, you know that uh, 27 Tim uh, Timmons there. What a running back. He reminds me of, of uh, Jesse Lundsden, the way he runs. Same kind of style. Who's your player yeah. of the game tonight? I got to give it to Larry Dean. You know, that guy's a tank. He's just, he's all over the field. Larry Dean is one of my favorites because you know, he's a quiet leader. He makes plays. He's just has that workmanlike attitude that every game he's going to bring it. I love him. I just want to say one thing. It could have been impossible. We could have been 4-0. Very true. Okay. Okay, we played all the West teams, okay? We came back with a 2-2 two and two record. 
But if we play like that again, we'll lose again. We got to score when we have the chance. We can't come away with three points and one point. We can't. We're on the same page on that. Anthony, thanks for the call. Enjoy the rest of the day. See you later, Rick. 905 645 3221 star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com on Twitter at AM900CHML or at Rick Zamprin. Also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Hello to all our fans watching and uh, chiming in. We'll get to all your responses and I'll comment on your comments in a matter of minutes. But I do want to get to these phone calls because, uh, yes, it is very early in the morning on a weeknight. And uh, I just. You know, for an Eastern time zone football fan, kind of hate these weeknight late games, don't we? And especially when, when the Ticats lose. I mean, if they won, it would have been much easier to digest and go to bed. Now we're all stewing. Back to the phones we go. Dave in Ithaca, New York, is calling into the program. Dave, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Rick. How you doing? I'm okay. Thanks for calling in. Okay, I just wondered, is Jeff Matthews still with the Ticats? Jeff Matthews is not with the Ticats. He is with the Montreal Alouettes. Montreal Alouettes. Okay. Enjoy your show, Rick. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good one. Dave just wants a Jeff Matthews update. Dave, this is what I'm going to do. Each and every week I will give you a Jeff Matthews update. No, I'm kidding. Uh, And apparently they're looking at him potentially starting this week. Uh, So if you think things are bad in Saskatchewan with the Uh, quarterback conundrum. Montreal taking on Ottawa uh, later on tonight, Friday night, and uh, Jeff Matthews might get the call. That would be interesting. Uh, G on Twitter, I just got to mention this. Honestly, who gives up, I'll just say poop, about 300-yard games if you can put points in the board and you have turnovers? Should have won in Cal and Sask. Time for Johnny. Again, I don't think it's time for Johnny Manziel at this point. I really don't. As much as I want to see what he can do, you got a guy who's played wonderfully a quarterback and just just didn't score touchdowns tonight. And Jeremiah Masoli's chucking the ball all over the yard, ran the ball very effectively tonight. I think making a QB change right now is the absolute wrong answer. This team has some mojo going. I don't think I want to mess with that. I don't think I want one game to impact the momentum this team has already built with Masoli under center. I think that would be the wrong move at this point. Who's your player of the game? We will uh, anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night as well. And you can chime in on our fifth quarter trivia challenge question tonight. After Mercer Timmis ran for 133 yards in week two and Sean Thomas Erlington Rushed for 92 yards last week. The Ticats became only the second team in the last 26 years to have two Canadian players run for at least 90 yards in a game in the same season. What was the only other team to do it in the last 26 years? A. Edmonton, B. Calgary, C. Toronto, and D. Saskatchewan. Back to the phones we go, and uh, Jeff has called into the program. Jeff, how are you? Good evening from Saskatchewan, Rick. How are you? Hey, I'm fantastic. Good early morning from Hamilton. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm just, I kind of just shake my head here. This is some of your callers asking for Manziel to come in and, and, and play already. Um, I would be a little bit concerned with the offensive line um, because Mazzoli is running for his life back there. He gets the ball and he gets maybe two, two and a half seconds and he's got to either get rid of the ball or he's got to run. And I'm worried it's going to be just like Zach Kalaris, where the line can't protect him. we got no running game, and he's going to end up getting hurt. And then then you're going to get to see how great Johnny Manziel is. I thought the Ticats O-line started the game really well tonight, especially when you're running the football. And ask any offensive lineman, they'd rather uh, um, run the football run. as opposed yeah. to you know pass rush uh, or, or you know deflect the pass rush from, from their opponents. And... Uh, I'm not sure when that kind of changed. I think really in the second quarter they didn't run the ball as much. But by halftime, I thought the Sask defenders were getting the edge over Hamilton's offensive line. They, they, I thought the offensive line was terrible tonight. I thought it was absolutely – who was the leading rusher for us tonight? It was Mazzoli, was it not? I believe so. Let me look at the stats. Yes, Jeremiah Mazzoli, five carries, 60 yards. Nikita Whitlock, three for 18. Mm-hmm. John White, two for nine. Mercer Timmis, seven carries for a measly nine yards. So what does that tell you when you're 
quarterbacks are not only your leading rusher, but he's, <laughs> you know, he's your, he's your leading passer, he's your leading rusher. That's got to tell you something that maybe, maybe defensive line's got to get looked at. And I think tonight, for the first time maybe all year, I think June Jones was outcoached. I would kind of subscribe to that, especially when it came to those big instances in the red zone because the Ticats had their chances and just could not find a way to get the football across that goal line. Yeah, no, I thought he was out coached tonight, and I'm not a, well, living out here, I'm not a big fan of the Riders, and I don't like Chris Jones, but tonight, I hate to say it, I think Jones was, was out coached, and, and I really, really got to emphasize they've got to look at that offensive line. It the defense has been a lot better than I expected, and I didn't expect them to be two and two. I, like you said earlier, I expected them to be maybe maybe one and three or zero oh and four, not two and two. So on the defensive side of the ball, I'm happy with that. On the offensive side of the ball, I'm happy they stunk tonight. But I just think that O line is going to get worse instead of better. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong on that. Well, she'll see. Uh, who's your player of the game tonight? Uh, like Anthony said earlier, I picked Larry Dean. I thought he had a great game tonight. Love Larry Dean. Jeff, appreciate the call. Enjoy the uh, Regina weather. All right, thanks. Bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Brad has called into the program. Brad, how are you? Good evening, Rick. I'm doing all right. How's yourself? Uh, you know, uh, as I said off the top of the show, I'm just shaking my head because this is a game they should have won. They are playing much better than Saskatchewan. And this is a, this is a two points that... The Tie Cats are going to look back on to say, "Man, I wish we had these two points." I, you know what? I think uh, Saskatchewan just made the right adjustments. By the end of the second quarter, they were they were throwing everything at Masoli, including the cheerleaders. I mean, they, they were, come on, there were times where they were rushing seven and eight guys. You can only defend so much. Yeah, in those instances, though, you got to get rid of the football quickly. I mean, you got to look at your hot read and say, "All right, there's my guy. I got to put it in his hands." Well, yeah, he was, yeah, but see, Masoli is still doing. It. I mean, you don't get beat like that and still put up over 300 yards. There's something going on there, and I think Saskatchewan, they just simply made uh, the better adjustments, uh, you know, uh, going into the half, and then after the half, uh, we didn't have an answer for it. Uh, Glanville is doing his job; he's, you know, keeping them you know, off the board and everything else. It was just they seemed to, like I say, they were rushing seven and rushing eight. You know, and our return game, Williams was doing nothing all night long. I think, you know, the best he did was, what, about 12 yards? Yeah. You know, that, that's that's where we're really lacking is our return game. I don't like seeing Brandon Banks back there. I don't think he likes being back there any, uh, anymore simply because he's he likes he's, he likes where he's, he is now. Uh, he's found his niche. You know, he's getting 100 yards every game. You know, and he puts it all on the line out there, and then to have to go back and then run into brick walls, uh, I don't think I want to be doing that either. No, not not at all. And you know, this is a team where, you know, uh, whether it was Brandon Banks or Marcus Thigpen or Quincy McDuffie, a game here or there, uh, Chris Williams. I mean, th- this franchise over the last five six years has really had an embarrassment of riches in the return game. Guys who were game breakers, record breakers. And this season, well, ever since Brandon Banks became a full-time offensive player, which I love and I fully support because he's making an impact, but this team has to find an answer in the return game. That's definitely. I, it, it's like we get them and we use them up and we get rid of them, and then they get a second life. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, credit to the scouts and uh, all the front office personnel for the Ticats for finding these guys, but they got to find a new guy. But you got to keep in mind too. We got a pretty young team out there. We got a, uh, you know quite a few rookies that are playing on the number one team, um, and they're adjusting and they're gaining more experience. I think for where we're at, two and two, yeah, we're looking pretty darn good because it, they're only going to get more experience from here. A week off, they'll get some rest. You know, guy uh, coach said there yesterday in his interview that uh, he's got a few guys that are nicked up. You know, and. Uh, yeah, I think we'll be all right come next, uh, when they come play here. Uh, you know what? We'll probably see in a couple of weeks Adrian Tracy back. Uh, Richard Leonard will likely be back. So, you know, this they, team... They've been doing a lot of juggling around in the, in the last couple of games. Yeah. You know, guys, I, guys are getting nicked up. It's early in the season. They're not fully conditioned yet. You know, uh, like like the old saying goes, uh, the season doesn't start until Labor Day. It takes the guys that long to get into, you know, game shape, I think. 
Yeah, I would subscribe to a little bit of that. I think I think they should be in game shape by this time. But I think the bye week is coming at a good time because five weeks in, or at least I guess four weeks in, uh, this team has kind of found its footing. I'm not sure if the identity is set in stone, but I do like what I've seen over the first four games. Yeah, there's been some downs there, but there have been a lot of ups as well. And uh, like you, I would have taken two and two out of the gate as well. And even though you have these opportunities to go three and one and possibly four and one uh, over the Rough Riders in a couple of weeks' time, you know, sometimes you do have to take a step back and learn from this type of game and say, hey, we can't put up a stinker like this again. Well, I think, you know, our ability to juggle the players the way we've been doing it and still be as successful as we have been speaks a lot to the, uh, the, the coaches and the players buying into the schemes. Uh, like I said, I really think it's only going to get better from here. We shall see. Who's your player of the game tonight? i got to go with Larry Dean. Larry yeah. Dean's a monster. Yeah, he's a monster out there. You know, Teddy got a couple of good penetrations there and then almost got a sack or two, or two you know. But Dean was on fire again tonight. Uh, your answer to your jury question, I'm pretty sure it was Toronto. Okay. Well, I'm going to give the answer towards the end of the show. But That's listen, you, you can go to bed, get some rest. No, I'm not going to bed. <laughs> I was just going to say, you can download the podcast saying. later. The answer will be there. Yeah, you know, no, no, dude. I, I, I'm, I'm up with you all the way here, you know. Good to hear. Brad, enjoy the rest of the show. We'll see you next week at the dinner, buddy. You got it. Speaking of the dinner, I'll get to uh, that information uh, off uh, of the break that's coming up right now. The Cat's Claws uh, Walk of Fame dinner and the Wall of Honor event uh, celebrating the illustrious career of Joe Monford. And we also have uh, some breaking news that we can break in regarding uh, a special event that is happening uh, this coming Thursday as well involving uh, the parking lot at Tim Hortons Field. We'll tell you about it when we come back. You're listening to the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hey, thanks for tuning in on this early Friday morning edition of the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Uh, Also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. And thanks to all our uh, friends and fans for tuning in on uh, on the page. Great to have that support and also that interaction as well. I'm going to read a bunch of your comments uh, coming up in a matter of minutes. Uh, You can still call in if you want, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We had a flurry of calls off the top, and, you know, understanding that this is a work week and a, a weeknight, I wanted to get those folks on the air as quickly as possible. Not that I would string them along uh, any other game, but uh, you know what I mean. Uh, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML are the uh, Twitter feeds, and you can email your comments on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. Uh, the email address is rick at 900 chml. Com. We also have our fifth quarter trivia challenge question tonight after Mercer Timmis ran for 133 yards in week two and Sean Thomas Erlington ran for 92 yards last week. The Ticats became only the second team in the last 26 years, believe it or not, to have two Canadians run for at least 90 yards in a game in the same season. What was the only other team to do it? A. Edmonton, B. Calgary, C. Toronto, or D. Saskatchewan. Let me know uh, where your answer is. A couple of, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call them housekeeping items, but really exciting events that are coming up over the next uh, couple of weeks and couple of months. Uh, This one being next Thursday night, so this is July the 12th, the 25th, hard to believe, 25th annual Cat's Claws Walk of Fame dinner. It's going to be held at Carmen's Banquet Center. Um, If you're not from Hamilton, Carmen's is uh, one of the best places in town to hold an event, and they're going to do a, a, a great job once again this year. Uh, the Cat's Claws Walk of Fame Dinner going to honor this year's inductee, a heck of a guy, and you talk about an offensive lineman who got the job done day in and day out for 138 games uh, with the black and gold. Dave Hack is going to be this year's Cat's Claws Walk of Fame honor, or I guess it would be honoree, uh, five-time East All-Star, a, a guy who just... Uh, as I said, day in and day out, game in and game out, got the job done, was a pleasure to deal with uh, as a member of the media. Always made uh, time out for, for us and uh, truly deserving honor for, for Dave Hack. Tickets, by the way, for non-members are $65. If you are a uh, Walk of Fame, or Walk of Fame, if you are a Cat's Claws fan club member uh, or a Ticats alumni, tickets are only $60. And you can email crose2, that's crose, and the number 2, at kojiko.ca, or bradleynielsen at yahoo.ca. 
And uh, I think that you can also find information online at TyCats.ca as well. Wall of Honor game. This is going to happen on Thursday, August the 23rd. Joe Monford is going to go up on the Tiger Cats Wall of Honor and long overdue. Uh, there's a couple of ticket packages that you can get a hold of, including one that uh, includes a private meet and greet. Uh, pretty cool. Details online at TyCats.ca. Or you can just order your tickets now because it's going to be a fantastic event on Thursday, August 23rd. It's a 7.30 kickoff. And uh, to see Joe and his family, which was obviously a big part of his career, one of the all-time great, not only Tiger Cats, but CFL players. The um, website to get tickets, fevo.me slash W-O-H. Again, that's F-E-V-O, fevo.me forward slash W-O-H. Or you can call 905-547-CATS and uh, just ask for tickets to the wall of honor event all right as for those uh, or that breaking news that i mentioned uh, just before the break this is uh, uh you know one of those community um uh, initiatives or projects that gets a lot of people thinking and it should get you thinking as well so next thursday the forward movement the city of hamilton and the tiger cats are going to announce a joint partnership to unveil the dynamic symbol of access in their accessible parking spots on stadium grounds uh, at Tim Hortons Field. Now, the forward uh, movement and the dynamic symbol of access is an awareness campaign aimed at inspiring a community and lending a hand toward culture change. So you know the uh, accessible symbols... The uh, parking lot spots that are identified by you know, the, the wheelchair, well, that symbol has changed to a much more active and, I think, energetic uh, symbol. So those are going to be painted uh, in the parking lot spots at Tim Hortons Field, which is phenomenal. And I think that's really an empowering symbol uh, and, and, and really, I think, uh, you know, an opportunity for people to have a discussion to say, uh, hey, let's be much more inclusive and, uh, you know, not, not uh, cast a uh, negative light on those who are in wheelchairs. And I think that the symbol is pretty cool, too. Uh, if you have a, 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 a comment to make about tonight's game where the Ticats, uh, I think, really laid an egg, especially offensively, when it came to scoring points. They moved the ball around. Jeremiah only got his 300 yards again. Uh, the ninth consecutive game, which ties uh, the record in the Canadian Football League with Sam Echeverry, who did it in 1956, and Kent Austin in 91. But Hamilton is now 2-2 two and two going into the bye. Sask also 2-2 two and two as well after an 18-13 defeat in Regina. And that's now five out of the last six trips to Mosaic Stadium in which the Ticats have come away with a loss. And if they had won tonight, <laughs> I say if, the Ticats would have won three straight games for the first time since 2015. They've had a number of opportunities to win three in a row and they still can't get it done. It's so frustrating. I thought tonight was going to be the night. Back to the phones we go, and Brendan is on the line. Brendan, how are you? Good morning, Brendan. I think he's playing a trick on us. I'll let him go. Maybe his phone is stuck or he's lost us. Brendan, if you want to call back, we will gladly accept your call. Vote for your player of the game. We will... Uh, Anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night when all is said and done at uh, 1 o'clock, or at least a little bit before that. Uh, to Twitter we go. Bev writes, what the, I will say fudge, Rick. She says, what the fudge, Rick? And a, uh, a thumbs down. Uh, Bev not too impressed with the Ticats performance tonight. Bill writes, how often does this organization tease its fan base? Offense was off all night, but defense did the job until the last series. Don't know what this team is. Want to believe, but they make it hard. And that is my point exactly. Whenever we want to expect this team to take that next step, to win the game that they should win, they disappoint. It's so frustrating. Jake writes, that was disappointing. Shouldn't have even been close, let alone a loss. I concur. Brendan on Twitter, and this might be the Brendan who was trying to call, at Rick Samprin tweets, some ugly throws by Masoli, including missed passes and an interception, also very inconsistent on offense, but I want to see some more John White. He looked very good, as well as Timmis being shut down. Yeah, Timmis just seven carries tonight for nine yards. White two carries for nine yards. 
Calvin on Twitter, when your D only allows one TD, you should win football games. When you have twice as many first downs, you win football games. Was a mystifying and pathetic outcome. And again, this team, really outside of the red zone, I thought got the job done. They were moving the ball around. But for whatever reason, they just could not get that football across the goal line. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Let's get into a couple of emails here before we uh, go to our Facebook comments. This email from Ed. Rick, we lost. Sask didn't win. We gave them the game. This team will learn a lot from the video. Didn't protect Masoli. He scrambled too much. Did not have a good running game. Did not complete plays, especially did not score. Many small failures and failures to complete small assignments. Did not stop riders and should have. This team is better than they showed tonight. They will have to look at all the mistakes and learn from them. Critical of Cats because we expect them to be winners. Missed field goals and missed TDs. That is not how winners win. Glad Masoli set a record, but the team effort was just bad. At least I believe they can improve in many places. This beatdown was necessary because many got cocky and needed a kick in the butt. Player of the game Masoli, but he can't be the team by himself. Exciting game, and I still expect Ticats to be champs in the East because Coach Jones will lead them to it. All the best, Ed. Go Ticats, go. I don't necessarily subscribe to the fact that they were a little cocky or arrogant or thinking they were going to go into Saskatchewan and easily win the game. If that was their thought, man, you're you're going to lose every time. I mean, there's confidence and then there is arrogance. And I think once you expect the victory almost to be handed to you, it's it's rarely going to happen. I mean, you have to go out and execute. And they, when it came to the red zone especially, they just they just did not make it happen. Jeff on Twitter, offense certainly struggled mightily. The main culprit was special teams. Poor tackling and return game was horrendous. The O was starting deep in their own zone all night. Could have tied with a field goal if kicker had gotten the easy one earlier. And I was thinking about that as well. Laram Haralahu uh, missing a field goal. That was a 32-yarder. His first attempt on the night. His first miss of the season. He hits that, and the Ticats just have to, on that last drive, get into field goal position, and it's maybe a one-point win. Who knows? One more tweet before we go to break this one from Matthew. Ticats offense needs to be better and not abandon the run halfway through the game, and we need to improve the return game because we haven't had any success on returns this season. When we come back, some Facebook comments to get to for all our fans chiming in on CHML's Facebook page. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. Ticats losing to Saskatchewan 18-13. to We will um, name our player of the game tonight, our fifth quarter fan of the night, and also release the uh, answer to our fifth quarter trivia challenge question. Back to the phones we go. Brendan is called back into the program. Brendan, are you there? Yes, I am here. Hey, great. So your thoughts on tonight's game? First of all, do you know what happened to John White? Because Yeah, he didn't play after his two carries, and I'm not so, sure why. That reminds me of Ken Austin, because, you know, when Gable would run the ball, I remember one game he had three rushes for 30 yards, and it was early in the game, and he never ran the ball again. And also, Mercer Timmis, I think he said seven carries for nine yards. Like, I think they should have changed it up. I think they should have switched their ball carriers. That kind of reminds me of Ken Austin. I hope it doesn't stay that way. But I feel like they could have spread the ball in the run game a bit more. Well, you know what? They came out of the gate running the football. They had had 49 yards in their first drive, and Masoli threw like a 29-yarder to Brandon Banks. And I thought, wow, this is going to be a game where the run game, the versatility of all the guys they have back there is really going to come to light. And then they just kind of ditched it. Yeah, I know, and I, I was it was kind of annoying how they kept running with Timmis because you know he kind of like seemed to slow down. He didn't really do anything, so it'll, uh, I would have liked to see the ball spread around. But also with Masoli, I I noticed a lot of like throws he should have made, 
And, I mean, he was kind of being inconsistent. I mean, he had 300 yards, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, it seemed like he missed a couple clutch passes that, you know, could have been first downs and would have helped, like, their drive for a touchdown potentially. That I noticed. And he also had that fumble out of his hand. And then, like, that caused the touchdown. And then he threw the interception, which was also ugly. So, you know, uh, 300 yards, but a lot of mistakes from Soli. Yeah, he, he, he played okay. Uh, the two mistakes really cost them because, I mean, that was nine points that Saskatchewan scored off those two turnovers. And that's really more, more than the difference of the football game. Who's your player of the game tonight? I honestly got to give it to the whole defense for, uh, you know, they just shot uh, Bridge and what's Watford down. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they did a great job on that. And it's kind of Masoli's fault that, you know, nine of those points are Masoli's fault. And, you know, yeah, I have to give it to the whole defense. Good call. Brandon, thanks for the call. Enjoy the rest of the day. Yeah, you too. Ticats falling 18-13 to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders tonight. Yeah, Masoli had a lot of throws that he should have made. I mean, he sh- he sh- to be honest, he probably should have thrown for 400 yards. But you got to get that football in the end zone. All right, some comments from our Facebook page. And again, a huge hello to all our fans watching on Facebook. This is something new this year that we want to incorporate into the fifth quarter. And we're getting a tremendous amount of response. And uh, not only thanks for commenting, but thanks for commenting at this hour of the uh, overnight. It's uh, really great to see. Uh, James writes on our Facebook page, the Riders' defense won them the game. They kept the pressure on all night long. The Riders definitely stole this win tonight, and it could cost us big time in a tight Eastern division. Bill says we played down to the Riders. When they come to the hammer, we're going to get it back. Bill, they totally should have won. Pathetic. Uh, Michael on our Facebook page writes, hard enough to win on the road even with all the offensive struggles, still very winnable game, should have got the W. Uh, Eric writes, let's go. Chuck, such a disappointing loss tonight. Thomas, TDs were sure hard to come by tonight for Ticats. Joe chiming in with good teams, find ways to win in these situations. Ticats didn't capitalize when they needed. Saskatchewan's defense took the Cats out of the game. Frank, good teams never Good enough to finish off and win games. Same bad habits by the Cats every year. Sick of it. And I keep coming back to that. This this team teases us. This team raises, elevates our expectations to say, all right, they're now they're going to find their groove. They're going to get on like a six-game winning streak. And it just does not materialize. Bruce Masoli is my player of the game. Uh, oh, yeah, Brad with an email correction. I mentioned uh, an incorrect email for the Cat's Claws uh, Walk of Fame dinner next Thursday at Carmen's. Um, reception, by the way, is at 6, dinner's at 7. I'm emceeing the event. It's going to be a- another great time. Uh, his email address for tickets is bradleynielsen3 at yahoo.ca, so be sure to put that number 3 in there. Uh, Bruce also saying uh, thanks again for staying up and doing this uh, for the fans. Rick, cheers. Uh, hey, I, I, I don't get paid extra to do this show. I, I went to my boss a couple of years ago to say, we got to continue this. And he's like, yeah, it makes the most sense. So I'm going to continue to do it until they tell me not to do it anymore. Uh, and Brad writes, I'm not so sure of this. Let's keep the show on for another hour. I think I would just keel over by that time. Uh, a couple of minutes left in the program. No, no, Will saying no. <laughs> Producer Will saying no, it's it's over. <laughs> in about five minutes or so. Um Again, if you've missed any portion of this program, any other fifth quarter, you can download the podcast on the iTunes and Google Play past episodes online at 900CHML.com. There are a number of uh, tweets that are still coming in that I have to get to. Uh, Clay writes, if Har- uh, if uh, Hyberlahu had hit the earlier field goal, Riders would have kicked the extra point rather than going for two, and Ticats would have likely still needed a touchdown to win. That's a very good point. Very good point. Did not think of that. Uh, another comment that I wanted to get to on Twitter as well. I just got to scroll down here. Uh, Albert, doesn't matter how good they play, if you can't score touchdowns, uh, you're just not going to win. And he's absolutely right. Allen on Twitter. Well, that game was winnable, or not on Twitter, on email, sorry. Uh, that game was winnable, but it was the battle 
of the defenses tonight. Saskatchewan's offense was no match against Hamilton's defense, but at the end, Saskatchewan capitalized on missed opportunities by Hamilton. It was tight defenses all night. I thought Jawan Hauser played well in Tracy's spot. Jamal Roll and the backfield got beaten in the uh, late of the fourth quarter. It was like they were tired. Charleston Hughes was beating Riker Matthews throughout the night and sacked Masoli hard. We got to double up on him next game. Either Landon Rice or Nikita Whitlock need to help out Riker. Our offense had bursts, but inside the 30-yard line, we couldn't do it on their defense. Jefferson and Hughes are so dangerous. The more Saskatchewan fans got pumped, uh, the more Saskatchewan believed they got this and our offense couldn't do anything in the end. Player of the game, this is a hard one, but I will give it to Capicotti, who played well and pressured the quarterbacks. I felt the pressure up front, and I think they just got tired. Too many quick two and outs on offense. I'm okay with two and two, but let's get the bye week, get Tracy and Leonard healthy, and let's get revenge. Guys at home, go Cats go. That email from Allen. Um... We got uh, three minutes to go. I'm not sure we're going to have time to play or replay the interview from our fifth quarter fan of the night. So we're not going to replay it, but we will name our fifth quarter fan of the night, and that is Brad. Great call. Thanks for staying up late. And I know you're urging us to do a second hour. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I got to go to bed, too. Um, our player of the game, voted by you, the fans, is Larry Dean. <sighs> I love me some Larry Dean. This guy, every single game, just brings it. Statistically, Dean didn't have his best night in terms of stats, but was all over the place. He had four defensive tackles. Simone Lawrence led the game with six. And in terms of quarterback sacks, I believe the Ticats had three. Yes, they did. Ted Laurent had one. Don Unamba had one. And Justin Capicotti had a sack as well. Jeremiah Masoli tonight. Uh, 23 of 43 for 333 yards and an interception. He also had that fumble that Charleston Hughes returned for a touchdown. He also carried the ball five times for 60 yards. Uh, Elsewhere on the ground, Nikita Whitlock, three carries for 18 yards. John White, two for nine. And Mercer Timmis uh, held in check tonight. Seven carries, only nine yards for Mercer Timmis. That's an average of 1.3 yards per carry. That's not going to get it done. Receiving the football, Brandon Banks, another um, very strong game. Seven receptions, 113 yards. Terrence Tolliver had three catches for 70. Jalen Saunders, five for 67. Luke Tasker, four for 49. Mike Jones, three for 22. And Timmis had a catch for 12 yards. Laram Hirolahu, four for five on field goals. That miss really hurt them, though. And uh, if you're wondering about the SAS quarterbacks, Brandon Bridge was 11 of 13 for 101 yards. David Watford, three for six. For 47. The answer to our trivia question tonight, um, the Ticats became only the second team in the last 26 years to have two Canadians run for at least 90 yards in a game in a season. What was the only other team to do it? That was Calgary. They did it twice in 2014 and 2015 with the likes of John Cornish, Jerome Messam, and Matt Walker. Our uh, player of the game, as I mentioned, Larry Dean, our fifth quarter fan of the night, is Brad. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the bye week. Don't let this get to you. Our next game, July the 19th, is the Cats host, the Rough Riders. Kickoff at 7.30. We'll be on the air in and around 10.30. Big thumbs up to producer Will Erskine. My name's Rick Samprin. Enjoy the weekend from all of us here at 900 CHML.